you are listening to About Progress. This is episode 278. We bought a house and more about homeschooling with me and Brad. Yeah, this is a bonus episode. It's going to be super informal, very much not edited, but so many of you have been very kind about asking about what are the updates with our family and where we're headed next. If this is very confusing, I would invite you to go and listen to the episode from May where we where it's entitled, We Are Moving, and we'll make sure that we um, link that in the show notes for you. But go back and listen to that first and then come back and listen to this bonus episode with Brad and I. And again, just a first, we want to say thank you for caring about us and our family, and we're ready to dig right in. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. All right, guys, we are here with, well, we, both Brad and I are here to do another bonus episode for you, a kind of a follow-up for when we did in May when we announced that we were moving, and that makes it sound like such a big deal, like, oh, everybody cares that we announced our move, whatever. But a lot of people have so kindly asked us, like, what's going on? Um, And, you know, even a month ago, I was like, I don't know. What do you think is going on? Because I don't know, and we'd love to have an answer. But we have a little more direction in our lives, um, so let's let's dig right in, Brad. What's what's the latest? Yeah, I, I think over the last couple of months, it was kind of equal parts uh, thrilling and terrifying to kind of have a blank slate on uh, on our future and what we we're deciding to do. Um, but as we've gotten to the point where we've narrowed it down, it's it, it feels good and it feels right, and we're excited to be able to uh, have a direction and to tell you guys a little bit more about it. Cool. That was a good little lead in there, Brad. Thank you. I rehearsed that in the bathroom. <laughs> well, that, that paid off. Okay, so we are are actually gonna stay here in Utah for the for the time being. We're not quite sure. We we just bought a house in Salt Lake City, and we know we moved here in June, the very beginning of June. And honestly, I thought like let's do our percentage. Likely, this is something we do. Um. Like, what's the percentage likely that? And if you had asked me in the beginning of June, what is the percentage likely that you will stay in Utah? I would have said like 30%. Um, I bet you would have said like 80. But what do you think you would have said? Well, I, I think that my inclination and what I wanted was, was probably 80%. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was leaning heavily towards Utah. And I think that beginning of June, we still had the intention of looking at a couple of other states. But as we kind of looked into travel just with covid it, it, it we couldn't but yeah the, the the possibilities of doing that were largely limited and even if we did travel we'd be going to spots where you know everything would be shut down who knows how much we'd actually be able to see or even houses to go look at and so we just kind of tabled that and then continued and not to... even like we didn't even like have a full conversation about that like let's table this it was just more well it's more like let's let's see how things pan out and let's go there when things die down but in the meantime we were driving around utah like well 
you know, where around where we live, like Davis County and is it Salt Lake County? Salt Lake County, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know. I grew up here and Brad knows Utah better than I do, but it really is the truth down to mascots of local high schools. But anyway, we were driving around just like thinking like if we were to stay here, let's get um, familiar with neighborhoods that we like and where we want to where we want to be. We're not going to get super specific on all that just because we, we try to protect our, our um, kids a little more. Also, you know, potential stalkers one day, you never know. Um, anyway, um, so over time we, we kind of narrowed it down that we liked parts of Davis County and we really liked some parts of Salt Lake County, um, and parts I had never heard of. I'd never, I was not familiar with like at all. Um, I grew up in Farmington on the border of Farmington, Kaysville and Fruit Heights. And I knew mostly Kaysville. I didn't know a lot of Farmington even, and basically nothing South of there. Um, so while we were driving around, um, especially in Salt Lake County, we found some areas of Salt Lake City that we really, really loved and you can take it from there. Yeah, no, we, we just, we went on a date one night and then just started driving around a couple different spots and some were like, oh, okay, yeah, th- th- this looks, this looks fine. And then all of a sudden when we got into a certain part, we're like, oh, wow, this feels, it just felt right. We loved the area. We loved that it was well-established. It was, you know, wide streets, tree-lined. Um, we knew the schools were really good and everything was so centralized to, to this area where we knew that it was we, close we, to the mountains. We, yeah, too. it was close to the mountains, close to canyons. We were going to have access to a lot of what we needed. And so then we kind of started honing in our search at that point and we were able to get in contact with some realtors that were referred to us that were fantastic and kind of told them that this is the area that we're liking. And then, uh, we, we kind of scoured Zillow pretty diligently and so when one popped up where we saw like okay it's the area we liked and we and we've wanted a fixer upper monica in particular is not scared of fixer up fixer uppers did i yeah. swear there no you didn't okay <laughs> Keep going. Like, i'm gonna be careful when i use that <laughs> phrase from now on but uh we, we knew that we we would rather spend less money on a house that needs a lot more work than get something that's more expensive and maybe do, is more turnkey and maybe doesn't need as much work on it uh, we, we weren't scared of that. And so when one popped up where it was a very old house, I mean, very old, it was, it was built in 1957, but had had the same owner the entire time mm. and, and hadn't really had much, you know, improvements made to it or, or cosmetic changes. So it's, it's one that will be completely gutted. We'll, we'll be able to kind of start from scratch, but the bones are great. The framework is great. It's really solid. And, uh, it needs a heck of a lot of work. It needs a lot of work, but we, uh, but we can do that. And, and most of all, we needed something that had a little more space in the backyard because our last house, I mean, again, we were California, six people in a 1300 square foot house with a 8,000 square foot lot. So we were all over each other. No, there's not really much privacy or space. And as we discussed in our last episode, like the time came where for our sanity, our kids' sanity, they needed space where they'd be able to just get away, have some privacy, explore a little bit um, for, for various reasons. And so this house in particular, even though it's not massive, it was it was the size that we were looking for. And it was on almost a half acre lot, which was which mm-hmm. was huge for us to, yeah. to be able to get that space. So when that popped up, it was a no brainer that that was one that we wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we and we definitely liked that. We had a great realtor. If anyone moves here to Utah, we would love to get you in contact with them. We don't get anything from it. Um, we loved that, um, process with him and he worked really hard for us. So we, we looked pretty, pretty diligently. We spent most weekends searching all over. Um, and again, it it wasn't like I was thinking, oh, we're going to find the house we're going to be in. I want to be here forever, but it was just, it it just felt good. 
in that location we were in. And it felt more like this is what I would like. If I were to live in Utah, this is where I would really want to live. No, um, and no, that's not to be a jab to anywhere else. Um, cause we actually loved a lot of places too. Um, but the house itself, uh, is 2,700 square feet. Did we say mm-hmm. that? Um, it has a carport. So we're going to add on a garage where the carport is add a mud bathroom or mud area behind it. And then do an addition ahead of it or above it to kind of get some office space. Um, so we don't know where we'll end up yet. There's a lot we'll talk about there in just a moment. But one of the things we, we kind of struggled with is we wanted a m- modest, modest home, I guess. In many parts of the world, 2,700 square feet is like a mansion. and But in other parts, like where around we live, mm-hmm. that's considered a small home. Um, but a lot of the things we struggled with was either we found huge lots or huge homes, like too big of a home on too small of a lot or too tiny of homes. Well, not like the right size home for us, a small home, but on basically no lot um, and not great areas. So we finally found that perfect Goldilocks of a modest home that needed a ton of work on a bigger lot in, an, in a neighborhood that we really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a nice quiet street. And like we were saying, it's it's great that it's central to everything. I mean, in California, we lived in you know suburban Bay Area, and so it, we, we had access to everything we needed. It's kind of more urban suburban there, yeah. though. Yeah. It, but we, you were able to you know jump on a freeway and get to pretty much anything you needed within within a pretty short distance. And so this particular spot, I mean, I know that. I mean, listeners don't care. Monica doesn't care very much. But like, literally within a two mile radius, there is a Wendy's. There's a McDonald's. <laughs> There's a frozen custard place. There is a whole bunch of... Did oh, you da- see Dairy Queen? D- Dairy Queen. Which is Brad's... Oh. I don't know why, but that was like... The day after we, we accepted the offer, you know, you're doing that thing when you just kind of freak out and you're like, what the heck did we just do? Like, did we make the right decision? And what Brad does is go to Maps, you know, Google Maps, and he figures out where the, the closest things... And then I feel like we had a visible difference in our confidence level just based off of the number of fast food places that were nearby and the irony guys is like brad almost never goes to eat there but that really matters but knowing that those friends are there in your times of need is is so pivotal but yeah there's a dairy queen so close to us so i can go get my my oreo brownie blizzard whenever i want that does sound just joyous but i mean honestly even like freeways home depot Mm -hmm. uh grocery stores like everything is gonna be oh yeah because even though we lived relatively close to our elementary school when we were in the bay area the high school would have been, you know, like a 10 minute drive by surface streets. And so to be at a spot where it's like, yeah, elementary school is, mm-hmm. we can walk to it and church, we can walk to it. And the high school we can pretty much walk to as well. Like that's, that's all good. And yeah. then uh, an, another draw to Utah is that, you know, we are going to be close to, to Monica's family. Yeah. So... I'm actually glad you brought that up. Cause I was going to say, let's zoom out to like, we have some questions here that you submitted and I, we've largely answered some of them, but one of the most common question besides where in Salt Lake did you move? That was like asked over and over again. I'm like, sorry guys, we're going to disappoint you. I'm sure people who are smart and who live nearby can figure it out, but we're just not going to say that the city. Um, but it's not Salt Lake, like downtown, downtown, but it's also, I can think considered Salt Lake proper anyway. But the number, the number one question people asked was why, like why Utah? Because that was something that you wanted to look in other States. And I actually still do. Um, but not for now, like this is where we're going to be at least for Mm -hmm. a few years. Um, if not much longer. Um, so why Utah, Brad was talking about my family. That's been, really good for our kids in ways that I guess we shouldn't have been surprised, but, um, anything you want to say about that? 
Uh, no, just having that support group and being able to um, to grow up a little closer to some of their cousins, I think will 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 be important, especially for you know our oldest two that have uh, certain needs that need uh, need addressing. It'll be awesome for them to yeah. to have that close by, especially during COVID time. I mean, because at this point, even if we moved to another state, I don't think we would feel comfortable just like going out there and mingling Knocking with new friends. And and, friends yeah. yeah, so now they kind of have built in friends, and especially with um, our our very oldest, who we told you a little bit about last time, who struggles more socially. That's a big, huge struggle for her. It's been really nice to have people who have like built in love and acceptance of her, and are and are willing to um to just be there with for her mm-hmm. for their quirks another part of what has been great about utah so far like i was on we were on waiting lists for six months for some like occupational therapy in california and an example like two weeks ago or maybe three weeks ago i called an ot place here and i was like hey i want to do an intake like i've done this so many times you guys and they're like great um what's a good time for you tomorrow and i was like what and, you know, and we got right in and she's already been doing it for a few weeks. I'm just like, my goodness, I, maybe this would have been um, better in other states, too. And we're not crossing those off. But even things like that has been really helpful. I think we're eager to kind of get into the seasons here. I haven't skied for 14 years, but we might become a skiing family. Like it just all comes down to I think we're just ready to be like we're choosing to be here for now and maybe forever. And we're going to choose to make this be where we want to be. And I think that it's we're trying to already take advantage of like the outdoors. We're we're getting on hikes often and recognizing that like there, there's a lot of outdoor natural stuff to do here. And and I think the seasons I think the seasons will be great. And I think we're really going to appreciate the spring and the summer and the fall when the yeah. colors change. I think it is going to certainly be a transition to be back here for winter. It will be because up to this point, our kids know like coming out here for you know, a week during Thanksgiving or during Christmas where it's all fun. You get to go out and play in the snow. You can go sledding. Great. But it's, and it's I a, like drive nowhere, <laughs> but it's a whole different ball game when it, like you, you live in it and, uh, going to school in it. So that it, it'll be, it'll be a transition, but mm-hmm. I think it'll also be kind of exciting. And in this backyard that we have, I just, I, I see it as great for the summer, but it is going to be awesome in the winter when it's full of snow. Sure. There's going to be so much to explore and little, little forts they can build. Uh, one other comment I'd make on, why Utah is it's kind of the nice mix for us between something that we are familiar with and something that there's still a lot to explore. Like it's nice that we're going to be in an area where we haven't lived before. And so there's gonna be a lot that's new there, but it's also, uh, you know, Monica grew up here. I went to college here. There's a familiarity with Utah, which I think will help us kind of uh, adapt and adjust. Mm -hmm. And, and we do have, um, we do have friends who've who've moved out here that we know either from college or that have gone from the Bay area here. So we have a a little bit of a friend support group, which we plan to tap into, which I think will help us. Yeah, definitely get, get our feet settled while we're here. Yeah, we need that. So, and one other thing about Salt Lake, you know, why, why there, I think, um, it just has a good mix. I think, um, in many ways that we, we had so much diversity in so many ways where we lived in California. I mean, our kids were in the minority in every way you can think of. And, you know, while here, they'll definitely be as part of the majority in many ways, it, it will be nice that in that area where we are in Salt Lake, it, it, there will be more diversity there than there would have been otherwise. 
Um, and yeah, someone asked if it was a tough market and yes, it was. Things are going super fast. So get a really good realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to know what the house is like. We already shared. It's a big fixer upper. Someone lived there for many, well, like the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, what else could we say about that? Do you think we, um, I mean, it's it, Monica had mentioned it was 2,700 square feet and it's, it's, it's a rectangle. So it's a perfect, uh, 1350 up and down the basement up to this point is 25% finished. Yeah. Which is actually helpful for us, mm-hmm. given that we're planning to start from scratch. So there's not as much to to gut down there. Describe mm-hmm. your favorite feature of the house currently. Uh, Am I putting see. you on the spot? Well, I mean, I, I commented on your post on this is the um, the bathrooms are fully carpeted. So <laughs> which on the one hand, it's nice because oh. you can kind of uh, lay down and snuggle in the softness and you don't have to worry about <laughs> um, wiping up any uh, messes that I happen. I am so sick right now. But, uh, but yeah, the carpets go all the way up to the toilet. So yeah, that's, that's, that's going to go pretty quickly. Yes. Um, Everything's really overgrown in the backyard. We spent just a few hours there yesterday um, and trying to tackle some things. It, it's a big, big, big overhaul. Um, so I think that, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that the house has certainly been loved though. That's the thing is it, it wasn't like, it wasn't not cared for. Like it certainly was. Uh, it, it's just. Uh, it hasn't been cared for in the way they probably would have for the last many years, I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so why a fixer upper? Um, you should take that one. I know. I don't know why, you guys. I just love a project. And I love, like, we went into some homes that would have cost certainly more, but would have been totally teen- turnkey and beautiful. But I just, like, oh, like, it just wasn't mine. You know, mm-hmm. I just, like, if I can go into a home and make it mine and do the things I want to do and create it and, you know, put my blood, sweat, and tears into it, just like we did in our last home, um, it really is a fun and creative and fulfilling process for me. And I know it's going to be stressful. I know bad things are going to happen. We've already been through that too with our old house. Um, but it just is something that really speaks to my soul. And I know everyone's different, but uh, you know, even just logistically, we can make it exactly what we want. Even that little home, we can make it the way we want down to the countertops and the hardware we're choosing. Um, and that to me is so exciting. Yeah, and, and and one thing, mom and mom, mom, Momica. I'm used to calling Monica mom when uh, speaking about her to the kids when she's right there. Uh, yeah. So that pops up, but with the, I mean, we we spoke of the tough market. One thing that worked in our favor here was the fact that it's the type of home that either needs to be completely redone or even like torn down and you start from scratch. Even though I'm sure other people would have torn that house uh, down. Yeah. Even yeah. though again, like the bones are fantastic, the structure is great. That worked in our favor because certain people would look at that and be like, oh, you know, it's it's a great area and it's a great price and it's a great yard, but it would also be a lot of work. And so people either had to a lot of work. do the math in their head of like, okay, do, am, I, am I a craftsman, carpenter, uh, contractor that would be able to do the work myself or am I willing to sign a big uh, check for someone else to do the work for me? And so that probably scared just enough people off that uh that we were able to get a, a discount on the area which we're which we're pleased about because you know we're happy we got into this particular spot we otherwise wouldn't have if this was like a, a turnkey house yeah there's no way which is what's so exciting about it too mm-hmm. um people asked about the budget um gosh you know it's one of those things 15 like dollars guys 15 dollars <laughs> that's a penny it over um yeah i mean it's not going to be a cheap 
thing. I mean, the whole house needs to be gutted. We're adding a garage and an addition. We're not quite sure how far the addition will go over the roof. The roof line needs to be changed because it's almost flat. Like there's so much to do and the whole yard. So we're counting on a, like a six figure, you know, renovation, not like a multiple six figure. I don't know how, you know, big people's heads are going to get, but um, it was all accounted for, for sure. We would have paid to have this home be turnkey would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars more than we just, when we bought it for. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're ready. You know, what is great. You buy a house in California at the tail end of the recession, and then you sell it eight and a half years later, you will have the equity you need to do a renovation on another home in another state. That's what happened to us. And that's where we feel super, super mm-hmm. blessed about. Right, Brad? Yeah. No, nothing, nothing we did that made that happen. We were just, fortunate victims of of positive circumstance there definitely um is it forever and i think we've kind of said that yeah i I think that uh i mean someone had commented like are are you worried the market is hot in utah right now are you worried about like buying at the top of the market and and i think that our answer here informs our answer on on that other question that like if if we were looking at this as like we're going to be in this house for two years then I, and we're going to put money into it for the renovation, then I think we would be concerned about like buying it at the top of the market. But the fact is like, we, we, we're going to, we could be in this house forever. It has the yard and it has the size and it's in the area and it has the schools where, where we could end up here long-term. And if we did, then it doesn't really matter for buying at the top of the market because, you know, 20, 30 years from now, the, the fair value of the house will have increased or even like 10 years from now. But we see it as like, you know, that this is definitely a spot where we're in a prime position for any time period, whether it's five years, 10 years or or forever. We it's, never it's, want a mansion. We yeah. never want a big house. We never want to keep up with the Joneses and do the next biggest thing. We really are at the point in, the life, in our lives that we we would rather as we, we grow and our careers grow um, and as our kids get older, we'd rather have the money go towards other things and and we're excited about that. And I, the thing I love about having a smaller home, I, comparatively, I guess, compared to those around us, is um, we have to be particular. And that's one thing I did love about living in a tiny home in California. But forever, I think we kind of are 50-50 there. Like, mm-hmm. this could be a five or 10-year home, and then we might, you know, we, we talked about this other day. Like, it is still totally on the table for us to move to another state. Like, the ones we were considering, considering Oregon, Texas, Idaho, like, those are all something we could consider. Uh oh. It looked like it was blocking out for a second. I guess we kept going. So yeah, like th- that's still on the table. But mm-hmm. time will tell. We're gonna yeah. just see how our family adapts and how we feel and um all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I think one one thing to consider is that I, I'm I'm continuing to keep my same employment out of San Francisco and so having a spot that's within easy access of a, of a flight to the Bay area was important. And so I'll go out there with a certain degree of regularity, whether, whether monthly or every other month. What's nice though, is if I get a call at like a nine o'clock on a, on a Wednesday night and they say, we need you in tomorrow morning. I can hop on a flight at 6am and be in my office chair by like eight 30 the next morning. And so I think that, and 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 you can stay with your parents who still live in the Bay area. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really nice too. Um, all right, let's answer this next question about the house, and then we're going to talk about homeschooling a little bit. Um, what are you excited for about the house? Oh, I thought that said, what are you scared for? I know, I my, my chicken scratch there. has gotten real bad. Um, what are you excited for? You want to go for that first, or should I go? You go for it. I think, I mean, this is probably not the right answer. I'm excited for it to be done, which <laughs> probably doesn't... Uh, 
probably is not a great sign for all the work and stress that's going to come through the renovation and, and, and managing the contractors and the various um, service providers that will do work on the house. But I, I'm, I'm excited to see the finished product. I'm excited to see kind of the, the final manifestation of, of Monica's vision and uh, and having a spot that we can finally go into that's big enough for all of us and that is exactly the way we want it. And mm-hmm. then and then being able to live in that. Yeah. I think I'm the most excited just for the creative process behind it all. And again, I know it's going to be stressful, but this is where I just feel like it's such an outlet for me. Um, it'll be really, really fun that way. Um, one thing I think we forgot to say is we might, we don't know how much of this we're going to do ourselves. Like I can see ourselves, we might hire a contractor just to get like the house gutted and then get, you know, all the addition up and the walls up. But then from there I could take over as the general contractor and hire out different parts and then even dig in and installing these. We just don't know yet. So that's still up for, can I say one more thing? Yeah. Uh, I'm also, I mean, this, this is crazy. I wouldn't have thought this, uh, in the the recent past, but I'm also excited for change. Yeah. I'm kind of, uh, Monica can speak. I'm surprised to hear you say that. Yeah. Monica can speak to this. Like I'm a, I'm a go with the status quo type of person. Like I, I get habits and routines and I stick to them and I very rarely deviate outside my comfort zone Mm -hmm. in any way at all. And so to be doing, I mean, even the, the thought of moving out of California, as much as I love California, it wasn't that I was, um, it wasn't that I absolutely had to stay there. It was more just going outside of where I had been and whether that had been like South Dakota, Kentucky or Florida, if it had been where I'd spent most of my life and I was comfort. Yeah. And so to actually have done that, to have sold the house and to have moved and now to have found a house out here and to start to plan our lives for the near to intermediate term out here, it's kind of, it's exciting for me just because it's not something that I'm used to doing. It's not something I seek out. And so to have, you know, a, a new, a new social friend group and new areas that we're getting used to, even like new running paths for when I finally get out again and like start diligently training for half marathons and have all these new streets and paths to explore. Like it's kind of, um, exciting for it to be something slightly different than what I've gotten comfortable with, if that makes any sense at all. Absolutely. And it's probably crazy for you to hear that from no, me. No, uh, I love hearing that. That's that's something that's been on my mind. Well, I think it also helps you relate more to like how I kind of perceive these things. Like <clears throat> as we've gotten, what's gotten, as we've been married longer, I feel like I've become more and more of like an adventurous kind of I guess risk taker. I don't know if that's even the right word. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's nice to see, like, maybe you can understand like that pers- that perspective a little bit too. Um, I think at the end of the day, we've just kind of learned things do work out. I mean, to sell our house in the middle of a pandemic was absolutely crazy. Like, I still can't believe we did that. I mean, because where we were, it was it was so tight. I don't know how we did it. So I feel like we can we can do this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're ready. Um, how are the kids feeling about it? That's that's a great question. I and I mean the short answer is good, but I think I part, think they're really excited. And I think part of that is just because it's they don't not know any better. well. There's there's that they're still pretty young, um, but part of it is like we we left we left in the middle of COVID. They hadn't been in school for like two months at that point, so it's not like they were taken from. The environment where they were seeing their friends every day like they, two and a half months it was, yeah it was they they were just 
homebound with us and we had spoken of it for so long and gotten them used to the idea of like hey we may be doing something a little different maybe taking a little bit of an, an adventure so they I think they mentally and emotionally were prepared for that and I think they also saw what was on the other side of like hey kids like we don't know exactly what it's going to look like but it's very likely that wherever we go we'll have more space we'll have more room uh the two oldest will get their own rooms and they're so very excited they about know that. that they're going to be able to have that that avenue for both privacy and a creative outlet and i think mm-hmm. that that was that was something that was enticing to them and so they've i mean we've spoken of it for so long that they they've been absolute champions the entire mm-hmm. time like they they've been great they haven't complained i mean if, i think of course they miss california they miss their grandparents out there they miss their their, their, their cousins and their friends but they're they're completely on board with this and that's yeah. awesome because i i moved the summer between seventh and eighth grade and it was like the absolute well that is the worst most time to move. challenging uh thing i've ever done yeah and they've just been yeah they've been absolute champs about at the this. same time though too like we moved into my parents home they're with cousins like it's a pretty stable place like i'm sure once we go into our new home and there's a new neighborhood and new kids. And once we go back to school, like that's going to be a huge adjustment and they, they've adjusted fairly well, but we have had one kid who has really, really struggled, but, um, you know, they're starting to do a lot better. So I'm, I'm expecting that. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting that when we move next. So let's actually talk about homeschooling. Some people have asked about this. Our, what are we, what are our plans for the fall? And we are still going to homeschool. I feel super good about it because here's the thing, like every, nobody has a good choice right now. <laughs> no parent out there, no child out there has like the choice that they want right now. Um, and for us, I've thought about homeschooling forever and I'm sure I will be doing it here and there for certain kids as we continue to go on. I was a public school teacher, so I love the public school system. But I also um, am not ready to thrust them into them into that right now. Um, so with the move, like we're going to be in. Oh, we forgot to answer this. We're going to be living in my parents' home while we're doing the renovation when it's a half hour away. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to drag them a half hour. Um, you know, if you t- they're doing it every other day here in Utah, I'm also not going to take them to the local school where they still don't know anyone and pull them out mid-year and take them to a new school. Like, it's just what our kids need, especially the ones who have some unique needs, um, are, you know, is stability and routine. And that's what I'm going to provide for them. Um, I'm really glad I was a former teacher so I can, you know, pull some lessons together and all that. But homeschooling for us right now is still the right fit. And, and here's what I want to say, like every parent out there, you are doing what's right for your kid. If that means they are in school. Awesome. If that means they're doing, um, distance learning. Awesome. If that's a combination of the two or homeschooling, like, like we just support you. Like we're all just doing the best we can. Some of the things that come for me about home homeschooling right now, and forgive me, Brad, if you wanted to say anything. Nope. You are the homeschooling queen here. So yeah. I support you. Um, and I think Brad had more reservations about it, but as we've gotten closer, we're like, okay, like as, you know, schools have unrolled what their plans are, we're like, okay, this is the right thing for our kids right now. But one of the things that comforts me the most right now is that like all kids are going to be behind, <laughs> whether they're in school or out of school or doing the combination, like all kids are going to be behind this year. And that kind of relieves the pressure for me. Um, so I'm not going to go crazy 
with the homeschooling curriculum, I'm not going to get all the things. I'm I'm going to get some curriculum. I'm thinking about doing good and the beautiful um, for English language arts and maybe math or doing an online math program. Um, but I'm going to do my own history, my own science. I, I have plans for that. Even, even, even the English language arts stuff I can still do too. So I might not even buy curriculum, but that's because of my past history as a teacher. Um, but my plan is to do two hours a day and that's it. It's like 10 to noon and we're going to buckle down and get some things done, make sure they hit the three main subjects, um, English, you know, reading, writing, and math. And then from there, it's all just a cherry on top. And I really had this thought. And and if you listen to this week's episode that we aired with Ashley, I I shared this, but I really feel like I had my own moment where like, I was looking at curriculums all over the internet and I was thinking about things and I was trying to think about our routines and I could see myself starting to get super intense about it. Like, you know, a super like day long routine with all the homeschooling and everything else we're doing in between. And, and I just felt like, um, I had this like real clear thought, like the number one thing you need to do is connect with your kids. That's number one. And I can foresee if us having a great homeschooling day and us hitting in, you know, fitting in more time and more crazy, cool projects and stuff. And then I also see us getting like, you know, so doing three hours one day and then another day us being a half hour in and knowing we need to call it and go on a hike. And that's what we need to do. So that's our plan. It's a loosey goosey plan. Um, I know we're going to get into some routines there, but I'm planning on four days a week. Fridays are going to be our big long chore day and then an, an adventure day. Um, and who knows? We'll just, we'll share along with you as we go. I do plan on collecting some of the things we have used in the past because we do have some good handwriting books and math books that we've already used in the past and some journaling books and all of that. So I'll get those um, all together in a, um, in a blog post for you if you are interested. I did get the more art stuff, you know. I feel like I'm just did a whole long tangent and Brad's even looking like he's about to fall asleep, but no. Okay. No, 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 I'm good. It's, it's, it's homeschooling. It's, it's your domain. I'm not as much help there. I did do, I, I've done some YouTube homeschooling. Like today we did a Christopher Nolan homeschooling day where we just watched basically every single Christopher Nolan trailer. And I explained to him Important why he's, stuff. he's a unique original creative director working today and then they begged to see interstellar clips and so we did that for a little bit so if if those fall under our curriculum i am happy to contribute hey i totally think that applies um also brad is even though he's the accountant out of the two of us he is the far better writer um so he's come up with some great um prompts for them i was doing summer school for like i don't know three weeks and no Mm. i was like never mind (laughs) Um, I was like, well, let's just adjust right now. Cause that's like when some of our kids were like, why hate life? And so I was like, okay, then let's just like have fun right now mm-hmm. and connect. Um, but he was doing some prompts for them that were really, really good. So I know Brad's going to step up and help in some ways like that too. But the plan we, is, is I'm taking over that. Yeah. Now. But I'll, I'll continue to suggest ones. They, they watched the back to the future trilogy and they thought it was the greatest thing ever. So the writing prompt was <laughs> yeah. name, name something which happens in all three of the movies and then they like ran and grabbed their pieces of paper and right away were like jotting down everything like and one of them was like oh in all three movies marty is insulted or called yellow or uh, a coward and he says no one calls me that and then our our daughter she was going nuts and writing a whole bunch of stuff like uh in all three movies marty is woken up from a concussion by who he thinks is his mother and it's in the different timelines and hmm. anyway we're, we're trying to 
I mean, movies, we're trying to make them somewhat part of their lives, that they're they're a fun, creative outlet, and they can also be That's looked at, thing. you know, yeah. creatively, and you can find common themes throughout them, so we will continue to do that. There's so many movies that I'm excited for them to watch when they're maybe a little bit older, like, anytime when, like, they've seen, like, Dark Knight, like, on TV, or I've, like, watched a little YouTube video for it, and I tell they them, They have like, not watched Dark Knight. I feel like I need to say okay, that. No, no, to, to be clear, but, like, anytime they've seen something like that pop up, I'm like, you guys are going to absolutely love this movie when you're old enough to watch it. I promise you that, and I think they get excited for that. Monica doesn't do because miss... of the pencil scene, but... Oh, jeez, yeah. We do love movies. I, I miss going to the movies, um, especially with you. I feel like that was something we really got into as, as we've gotten older. Um, and didn't you write, like, a paper where you... What was the movie you, like, compared... Oh, your humanities yeah. paper. It was uh, no, it was my junior year English term paper, which I mean, you'll laugh because it was in high school. It, yeah, it was like sixteen to twenty pages, which I know, like you, like that's a lot in you, junior. You, like, roll, out junior of, you roll out of bed and do that, but our term paper was we got a list of movies, poems, and books, and we had to find a common theme in them. And one of them, one of the movies on the list was Shawshank Redemption, so I got a go nuts um writing about that and comparing it with other two things and i and i loved it it was fun and shawshank is still my favorite movie you did do one in college though too about a movie i don't know that i'm 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 getting foggy here but there was another one that the professor really really liked and it was really abstract but you made Uh, the two connect we'll have to i you know what i don't i don't think i was that creative in college that's not true i'm we're gonna come i'm gonna help you remember that one day um okay i kind of feel like we've answered everything i just again like i i get worried that people think like oh no i'm doing things wrong or people think you know with their kids and and schooling this year and Mm -hmm. i just again want to emphasize like just just keep doing what's best for your family and will our kids go back to school like when things get better yeah we're gonna try it out like we are um and, and like see was, how it goes. Yeah, it was a large reason why we wanted to get in this area where we knew the schools were good. It's because they're... We plan on having them go yeah. again. And it might not be long-term, honestly. So we're just going to see how it goes with the kids um, once they go back to school, too. I'm sure it will work really well for some kids to be back in school. And mm-hmm. for others, it might not. So I think that's about it. I don't even know how to wrap up this episode. I feel like you've got to do it. Oh, that I have to do it? Yeah, you ha- you had a good way of wrapping up the last one we did. Uh, we hope this gave you the hug and the kick in the pants you need. Good job. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you an- you a- you asked me some questions, but maybe that was at the beginning of the last episode that we did together. Like uh, your favorite food or something like that. Oh, you but... know, that was at the beginning. You asked me my, f- my favorite food, and I went on my love tangent about, what was it, KFC and Chick-fil-A? Yeah. And then, and then movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, h- how about we end then? By me asking you, what's been your favorite food since you've been here in Utah? Okay. That you've had. This is easy. I don't remember the name of the restaurant, though. That's not... Oh, I think it's like Los Primos. So we went up to Logan, um, or I did, to visit a couple of my college buddies up there. And they recommended that we go to this, uh, like, Mexican Salvadoranian restaurant that I guess had been recently been on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And I looked at it, I'm like, okay, great. And I got a chicken enchilada. And it was like six bucks. And I, I'm just used to like San Francisco Mexican food, which, you know, that same meal you get for like 15 bucks and it's, you know, generic and not that great. But this was like awesome. It was like crispy tortilla. The chicken was really fresh. It tasted a little different than your normal enchilada. Had a ton of rice and beans with it. And I got to the end and like I was completely full. Like I was barely able to finish it and it was $7 and I loved it. I think it's called Los Primos if I'm not mistaken. And so... 
I think we're going to have to keep on going up to Logan just for that restaurant. Yeah, I want to try it. I want to try it. Um, And I feel like my thing was that pizza place we went to. Um, Oh, yeah. What's that called? It starts with an R. No, it doesn't. What was it? I feel like it starts with an N. Nomads? Nomads. Nomads. It's like kind of near the Salt Lake Airport. They're still doing, they're doing a great job of doing the the dining where you come in, everyone's wearing masks and you sit really far apart from people. But I'm not sure how much longer that's going to last in Utah too, but we'll see. Yeah. It was delicious. I can't wait to go back. Um, okay. I think that's it. People don't care about us anymore. I know. This, no, one, no one's lasted we, this long except for your mother. We apparently like to talk. Um. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me, Brad, in this bonus mm-hmm. episode. I think we should do it again. And I don't know what about, but we will find a way to get you Fair back enough. on here. Okay. I will happily join you. Okay. We'll say goodbye. Farewell, friends. I knew you were going to say farewell. Okay. Farewell. And maybe I should do the, we hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed to not do anything because it didn't have anything to do with growth. And there are no progress pointers. For there this are episode. no progress pointers, and I like can't remember my own send off. Oh, I can turn it off. Remember that life is about progress, not perfection. <laughs> <laughs>